0: Hello and welcome to the Powerful African Women podcast.
1: The podcast to empower the power in you.
0: I'm Aissatou. And I am Saron. And welcome to a new episode of our Power series.
1: Yes, welcome. And I hope you like it already. So yes. we'll stay tuned always.
0: Yes. All right. So here I am actually in this new setting. You know, yes. this film episode because Saron has a different setting. And as we are recording this episode, I'm actually back home in Senegal, so I had to adjust a bit my setting. I
1: know. I am excited for you. I'm actually super jealous. I'm not going to lie, because, girl, you know, I've been trying to go to Senegal for the longest time. It never yeah. happened, but it's going I keep soon. inviting I'm her. I'm excited. <laughs> you know, girl, you know, adult life, you have to plan a year in advance. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> nobody's coming, so I, I can't wait though. I can't wait to be in the sun, you know, around all the darkness, everything, you know, I'm excited. The melanin. Okay.
0: Exactly. Melanin pop. And actually, actually, if you want to see us, just check our YouTube channel and yeah, you'll be with us. So as always, we are here. Like I have my Ataya, which is like, you know, the Senegalese tea. First,
1: first of what all, it's not only Senegalese, oh, it's not only Senegalese. We have it in Mali, we have it in Ivory Coast, we have it in Guinea. I'm joking, I'm not joking. Um, I'm drinking just green tea, you know, because we don't it's have a fire here. Yeah, it's not bad. I just need something to calm me down. So, yeah, let's just it do always it. always works. Okay. It really does work. Yeah,
0: so, so what's today? up with you? So I'm, I'm good. I'm back home, as I was saying. And actually, today, my topic was totally inspired by my experience.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'm going to talk a bit about it really soon, but it's more, I would say, political politically oriented. So get ready.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so. Am yeah, I ready that- for a
1: debate right Sorry. now? No.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not going to be a debate. It's going to be a polemic. I don't know how to say that, but you know, okay. that kind of okay. controversial topic, okay? So mm-hmm. as always, to, you know, to get you in the mood, Saron, I'm going to ask you, I prepared three questions. So my first fireside chat question is, mm-hmm. um, first, ultimately, do you see yourself growing old in the U.S., where you are currently living, right? Or yeah. do you see yourself going back to an African country, either Gabon, you
1: know, Ivory Coast, yeah. or Senegal? He Senegal would be my dream, but I'm not ready for the heat. Um, <laughs> to be honest, we, you know the funny thing is we literally had the conversation my sister and I yesterday not yesterday, last week about it, right? And we were kind of freaking out about the whole thinking of idea of leaving. Of staying here, you know, and retire here. So I'll say no, ideally, seriously, I don't want to stay here. Like the US is a great country, has a lot of opportunities. I really cannot complain about my life here, you know. But if I want my peace of mind and just from my childhood back home, I'll still choose back home.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Second question. Um, what would what what do you think would be the toughest challenge for you if you decided to go back, to go back home? I mean to go back to Africa.
1: The toughest okay, it depends, right? Like right now remember I attempted to go back to work for a little bit before COVID, right? So I and I loved it. I really loved it. So for me it depends. If I'm going as a young professional, obviously, um I my biggest challenge or my biggest I guess um like the biggest factor would be maybe the pay. I just want to make sure that the pay is worth it, right? For me to change my whole setting or like for for me to kind of give up some opportunities that I have here. Um, but if it's after retirement, what will be the challenge? Listen, there's not much challenges, so I'll have everything, inshallah. So, what would I care?
0: Okay, good. <laughs> Okay, yeah. and the last question. I think you you are starting to get the the topic, but the last question. I know, question, I like it. The last question is: What luxury, from the Western world, uh, couldn't you live without, and would, you would definitely need if you wanna if you decided to go back? Something you need, you know.
1: Girl, constant, constant um, electricity and water. <laughs> Good. No, the funny thing is is it's it, it, you know you can laugh at it bugs. I remember like you know I went in 2016 that was the last time I went home and my like I was saying at my aunts we had a you know like she was well off and everything but you know in a good neighborhood but still this water and electricity issue was dramatic. And obviously I grew up in it, but coming here where you have everything and going back, it's a different. Like you, you tend to get spoiled, I would say mm. it, right? So I think that would be the biggest thing, the electricity and the mosquitoes, listen. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. the mosquitoes.
0: Okay, okay, so actually, okay. Before talking, like, just bear with me because I'm gonna start the topic being really controversial. You might feel insulted, But that's not the goal. I just want people to be aware of something, okay? So get ready. So first, I want to talk about colonization in Africa. You know, it took place in the mid-19th century, officially, you know, ended in the mid-20th, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. And it can be defined as the exploitation and plundering of African resources, basically, uh, and had really deep consequences on the uh, and shift on our societies you know it mm-hmm. had a really deep impact obviously yeah and actually i want to talk about another subtopic of colonialism that is neo-colonialism which is mm-hmm. a counterpart actually of colonialism and it's defined according to the oxford dictionary i looked it up um, <laughs> as the use of economic political cultural and our other pressure to control or influence other countries, especially former dependencies. So that's the official definition. For me, basically, a neo-colonizer is, you know, is often like a white dude, often, uh, who comes to Africa or an African country. And thinks that he actually owns everything. So he, he kind of just the way that he treats his like the locals. It can be, for instance, the you know his domestic workers, or it can even go to the to the way where he just takes a prostitute, you know, a local prostitute, uh, and thinks that it's normal because he just is superior.
1: Like, he feels super, superior. So, yeah.
0: That's what I call a neo-colonizer. And actually, um, that's not what I'm going to talk about today. What I want to talk about is us, and us having to be cautious not to be the next neocolonizers. And what wow. I mean by us, yes, I know. What I mean by us, I want to talk about us, the diaspora, those who have been you know, in French school or American school and have a quite different mindset from 90% of the population of our countries. you know. Mainly, 90% of the population in in our countries are poor or live in very different condition than us, you know So that's what I what I'm gonna talk about. Okay,
1: you know, this is controversial and I would like, okay I don't know Maybe how this topic is gonna go right in the sense that You might think that it's only the diaspora doing that, but it's not always a diaspora It's only whenever you start getting money you know, you have a different mindset. So let's just go into the topic and I'll see, depending <laughs> okay. on what you tell me, I will, I, will, I will have to disagree.
0: Okay, so yeah, I'm using really strong words, but just to raise awareness, that's the goal. So mm-hmm. first of all, um, we, I think the main idea of, of the topic that I'm bringing is that I, I really think that we have to be truly careful not to try to impose our way of living, or our way of thinking, to the local, you know, in our way of working, our way of thinking, our way of acting. Sometimes we can, we can even seem arrogant, you know, coming trying we, to impose something, true. a way of doing things. So. Um, and actually, the key word here is imposed. So first of all, uh, frankly, I think it's really dangerous because we are disconnected from the reality of the country. You know, as I was saying, most people do not have a driver, do not have uh, a car with a driver, a house with a room and housekeepers. You know, it's just the way of living of like the ten percent of that country. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, keep keep in mind that often, like the day to day, like the people, uh, the most of the people, actually, their day-to-day living is through hustle. You know, they're hustling mm-hmm. just to get enough for the next day. My
1: second but, point... you know, again, just going back to the fact, don't you think that it's more economical more than being a, a different type of neo-colonialist? You know the what I, I mean?
0: Yeah, but that's just one part of it. Like the economy okay. I just wanted to show people to, to show people and it's actually gonna come in the next point. Mm-hmm. But to to bear that in mind, you know, and actually it's gonna mm-hmm. come to in the in the fourth point actually. But the second point for me is now is that um, because no matter what we think actually, we are always because of the way we, we have been like educated and all, we are a bit brainwashed. Or at least we are a bit influenced by the Western world, right? You know, Mm -hmm. because of the custom, the way we think. Um, So we really need to be careful not to impose that when we come back. that, that will actually help us maybe also just avoid the mistakes that the western world has already made you know there are some mistakes coming from that you know the individualism some stuff like that yeah actually. i, I mean, know that's again, my
1: biggest scare that's literally yes. my biggest scare about just whatever we need to take back you know to exactly. you, i mean you know just with the way family structures are reshaped in Africa, that's my biggest fear, like the individualism part.
0: Yeah. You see? So that's one of the points. The third risk is that, um, you know, the context here is very different and it's actually linked to just what we say, you know. So trying to live exactly or be exactly like you were uh, when you were in Europe or in America, you cannot do it here because it's just a different context. But sometimes tend to mm-hmm. forget that because the societies here have also, tended to try to reproduce what's happening in the other, yeah. you know, in the other part of the world. So, bear that in mind. And actually, my fourth point, is that is more societal, if I can say that, is that often uh, we tend, you know, a lot of people when they say, "Okay, I want to come back to Africa," "I want to move back to Africa," "I want to move back to Senegal, Africa, coast, wherever," they have such high expectations. By that, I mean that they yeah. tend to idolize what it is living, you know, here. You know, mm-hmm. I have, for instance, this friend, so she, she actually got a job. Uh, it was in, in Senegal, you know, so she, she's actually, I think she's from Guinea. So, <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, she was traumatized by her, by her experience in Senegal. So because oh, yeah. she, she expected, you know, she used to come to Senegal for holidays, you know, with her family. So it was fun, you know, but living here is way different. And she realized yeah. that once she, once she came back. And I think, and that's actually my last, you know, just showing the problem uh, point, is that we, we really need to be careful not to idolize what it is coming back. Because if we uh, idolize that, we will have so high expectation that we'll, we might, you know, start being really judgmental. It,
1: yeah. It's really dangerous. But yeah. I do agree, you know. I just feel like, yeah, like you said, it's, it's not okay to idealize. But even as natives i guess of those places you know what you should be expecting going back right yeah yeah so i think like even whenever you said like we shouldn't idealize it's kind of like it's saying something that like is so common sense it's like you yeah often go every vacation yeah no i do agree you forget but you often go every vacation you you know like i mean you have constant relationships or at least you try to have a constant relationship with the country um and like i don't know but i just feel like yeah it's 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 complicated
0: i think why why we idolize is because the hardships that we are seeing, for instance, me living in Paris. You see, you do mm. so many hardships. You know, you're isolated. You need to do a lot of things by yourself. You know, and you're like, oh, if I were, if I were back in Senegal, I would have this, this, and that. But what you forget is that I would also have, I would also lose do this, this, and this. This you and know, that. Yeah. You really tend to see only. You only really tend to see the only the positive thing. And what I want to add is for those that were, you know. Um, Raised here, you know, we went to school here. Our parents actually did a lot of the things, you know, they, they took care of a lot of things. So we haven't had the experience of having to take care of everything. Yeah,
1: in in the continent. Exactly,
0: yeah. in the continent. So, yeah, yeah that was just- Because the know,
1: realities the... are different. The struggle exactly. is different. Like you can have an education, but there, you know, the chances are still not the same. Like if you're not transferred from outside, you know, to the continent, it's just, it's a different structure. And I do agree yeah. that something, sometimes you go there, you like, oh, I have this and that, so I should be fine. Yeah. And then you get to the continent, you realize that, listen, the politics are just different, right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: And so that's what I wanted to raise that. So that's the main issue, you know, I've, I've observed and I wanted to share. And I actually like had some, maybe I think three points as a solution, you know, that we need to adjust our mindset to avoid getting into that, what I'm calling, but I know it's really like hard. The next colonizer, colonizer you know, symptom, you know, try not to impose something or think that you're better, you know, so that's uh, my, my advice. I would say, I'm seeing Saron. is like, mm, I don't like that word.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just don't, I don't know, it's hard. i I would say it's because no i i feel like even personally i understand why what you mean by try not to be the next neocolonizer just because even just our for me i think you know like our um next like our generation whenever we try to move back home we have such expectations we want to live a certain lifestyle and you know even during vacations and all but i don't think that it also I guess, helps developing the country, right? In the sense that, like you said, we we are trying to reflect the Western world. I don't think they're trying to reflect, but it's kind of like you're trying to um, use or you're trying to kind of bring a light of hope, you know? Because obviously, it also shows development, right? Like Mm -hmm. the certain lifestyle that we have here and that we're trying to have over there is what I guess development is looking like now, you know, choosing to maybe having a certain lifestyle and and um, forgetting, I guess, the culture or like, you know, forgetting where you come from and like you become this whole different person, that's for me a personal problem. Yes. And you that's, know? That's,
0: yeah, that's it.
1: And that's like you forgetting where you come from. And, you know, it's really a personal problem because you go, let's say, let's just take your example, right? Now you're in Senegal. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know how the conditions are, you know, but obviously there's some stuff that you miss in Paris, right? And in France, right? But does that mean that now you're going to look at, I don't know, the next person like, oh look at him here it seems like he's suffering I don't want to be in that in his position this and that no it's just a personal problem in my opinion like there's so many people our parents even you know, they've traveled the world but they come back home and they become the same so it's like
0: yeah.
1: you want to either change for the best or you know like develop your country or develop your village but Everything else, it's always a personal problem to me. Yeah. Just, you know. But
0: actually, and, and that's where uh, the, the last thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I think we can kind of generalize um, some kind of mindset we should all have. Yeah. And, uh, that could help us be careful on that. My first advice would be: first, you need to observe and listen. By that, I mean that you shouldn't automatically automatically judge because behavior are an emanation of social constructs, right? So first, yeah. try to understand in that context. Why is that person behaving like that? Or why is he doing this or that? Or saying, or telling me this or that? Okay, try to understand. Secondly, mm-hmm. try to, like, try accompanying instead of imposing. By that, I mean, once you observed, okay, you understood. And now you wish to change something. For instance, the fact that we are always late. That's a simple example. Compared to Europe, when you say 3 p.m., the, p- the person is going to be there at like 3 <laughs> But in, you know, here, it's not that. so Not even you,
1: here. As Africans,
0: yeah, whenever know, we travel you know?
1: abroad, we just pride ourselves in being late. Exactly.
0: So yeah. So you, you, you want to change that. First, you need to try to explain to that person why is it bothering you that she's late or he is late. Because, like, show, to explain first, try to explain, and then try to show him what it would make to and what it, it would bring him or her if he, if he or she incorporate that change um for instance if you tell someone okay you work in a company the person is late and it's always late so you explain that for instance i'm just giving a stupid example but you say okay but you know that if we start that meeting at three that will give us time that was that will give us more time to do this this or that so Mm -hmm. in the end we're gonna make more money so in the end it's it's better for you it's better just you know just try to 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 explain that and i'm gonna give an example that is typically senegalese i'm gonna call it the senegalese nonchalance what is that is that you know often in services like for instance in restaurants uh women most, most often women are nonchalant. It's just the way they talk, the way they would take your order. It's like they don't even care. So if you have employees like that, you need to explain what is so important that they need to show that they are like, you know, quite professional and what it can bring, bring actually, what image they can give. You can even film them and, and, and tell them, okay, do you see yourself and the way you take mm-hmm. your order? This is not okay. You know, just try to help the other to get into mm-hmm. your you know but now sure. you
1: see right whenever yeah. you say that you say nonchalant, and you notice that why just because whenever you hear in the us or in france what do you yes. notice that the customer service is almost perfect yes right so yeah. that's those are the things so you expect them also to react that way right but yes. it's a different culture even in gabon i went there and i mean because the Gulf, Forgive me, my (laughs) Gabonese friends. But I noticed it at some point, too. Like, some of the servers, they don't care. And they have, I noticed, I don't know, but I noticed some of those women servers. They don't like other women people, but they like to serve men. Yes, they do. Right? (laughs) So, whereas here, it's very professional. And if you do stuff like that, you, you can get fired. So, it's also, again, transmitting those expectations that you have. And yeah, but, yeah, you see. Yeah,
0: but to the point that I think it's universally you can say that it's good. It's good to be more professional because you yeah. ultimately bring more satisfa- satisfaction. So definitely, it's something from your Western mindset that you want to bring yeah. back to Africa. But just the way you bring it back, that's where I think it's important, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm explaining. It's just the way you bring it, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. not imposing, but trying to transmit. And actually, that brings us to my last point. That is the importance. You, you, you need to think that you, you have to be able to adapt your behavior. You need yeah. to be ready to learn to adapt. Otherwise, you might be totally rejected. I know here, for instance, if you're someone from France and you come back here and you try to leave the Western way, you know, like imposing being like, oh, but oh, you're five minutes late. This is not normal, which is not actually it's not it's not OK to be late, but just trying to, you know, impose and then reject the other one. Well, you'll be treated like, oh, she's a tubap. There is no English equivalent, but it's just what it is, you know? Uh So you'll be rejected. So you're coming back, but you're not coming back as a real African or real Senegalese. You're coming back as a former person living in Europe, coming back to Africa. And Mm -hmm. you are not trying to integrate that social construct. And that's what I wanted to, I wanted us to be aware of, you know?
1: Thank you. That's a great that's that's actually a great topic and I will make sure eventually when I go back, I don't know when exactly, I will try my best not to yes. be the new form of neo colonialist <laughs> that I started rejecting. <laughs> Sorry. I do my best. Actually I really I usually go I'm that really easily. That's something that I pride myself to. Yeah. It's good yeah and I don't think I've ever had an issue like that. All I do is whenever I go back home is I check it from the streets. So yeah. there's, you know, the electricity issues and I grew up there, so you'd be ashamed <laughs> of me, you know. But I do agree, <laughs> it's a good topic to just be aware of. Yes. Especially for the people who are returning home right now, just be more exactly. conscious and don't think you're better than others just because you've lived, you live in the U.S. or in Paris. Yes or in Morocco, or in Tunisia, or in China, or in Brazil, in Exactly.
0: Russia. Thank you, Saron, for this matter-of-the-word. Okay. So, yeah. Girl!
1: Okay, yeah.
0: yeah. All right. I'm just... Oh, that was, that was, yeah. Yeah. So, that was it for me. That was my, my little topic uh, from that I'm bringing you from Senegal. So, thank you very much for listening. I hope you liked it.
1: I liked it, and I am sure they will. I, I am sure you will. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much to our listeners. And um, in the meantime, as always, don't forget to ring out. Don't forget pile to ring out. The pile you? Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Period. Bye.
1: Cheers. Always.